Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. Our guest today is Weathers frontman Cameron Boyer. When we interviewed the band, they were traveling somewhere in Iowa or Nebraska, and the first minute or so of the show of the feed just doesn't exist. It cut out. So we're going to pick it up a couple minutes in from inside their tour van somewhere in the Midwest. Demi, uh, you point out this is the first time we've had an interview from a tour From van. a tour bus. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Can you so, give us a tour of your tour bus? Um, well, it's not really a tour bus. It's just a van. Tour van. So there's not really that much going on. Uh, to be honest, it's just... Um, just you guys have your guys. designated spots. Hi, guys. Yeah. And then we have our merch girl and our photographer with us. And our tour manager is driving right now. So, um, and yeah, I got my bass player sitting next to me. So let's go. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, you're on this tour. It's your first headlining tour. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of hair product going around, especially with Aaron Taos. <laughs> Aaron Taos is your, is your opener. And he's a big hair guy, too. A lot of hair going on. Um, how has the voyage been so far, um, you know, crisscrossing the country on this tour? Um, it's been pretty great, honestly. It's been uh, a lot of fun. It's been very validating, I think, doing um, – it's been very validating doing shows right after COVID and seeing, like, so many people coming out. So, yeah, it's been, it's been really good so far. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious as to what goes on in these kind of van situations. You guys are traveling city to city. Um, who's like the sleeper? Who's the uh, the loud one that you guys are like, shut up? Like, what are you playing? Who's a DJ? Who's a DJ on the bus? Oh man, um, I'd say our. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. I think our merch girl sleeps the most. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like always asleep. <laughs> Uh, I would be too. Then, if, if I was the merch person, I would totally use that opportunity to sleep as much as I can. Yeah, might as well. Um, the loud one is definitely our guitar player. Um, he is very, very loud. Um, our DJ, we all kind of DJ a little bit, but I would say, I don't know. I guess it's just whoever's driving really, but I think um, I would say our drummer our guitar player probably play the most music i would say maybe i don't know our bass player plays a lot of music too well it sounds like it must be pretty tolerable that's like the first that's like the classic music journalist question is what do you guys listen to on tour uh yeah are you listening to something completely different than you are you listening to some like celine dion or something or you know <laughs> it's kind of a mixed bag i think it's just kind of whatever we're feeling like in the moment um i know that sometimes we listen to podcasts too to like switch it up a little bit um what are your favorite yeah, podcasts to listen to i don't <laughs> listen to podcasts much i haven't listened to a podcast in years um i know that our drummer is listening to game of thrones like audio books oh wow um, sounds epic yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's watching the show as he goes too um, which is really cool. Oh, wow. And I just finished watching the show like a couple months ago. So I'm excited for him. I still haven't watched it. And everyone's on my case that I haven't watched Game of Thrones or The Wire or Breaking Bad. And it makes me a, a terrible American, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, I watched Game of Thrones very late. And like, uh, I loved it, though. It was so much fun. But I do understand why people were very upset at the end. Um, Breaking Bad, I've seen. The Wire, I have not seen. We, you have plenty of time. You have plenty of time. Yeah. There's uh, lots of downtime in the van. <laughs> so you have this new album out, uh, Pillows and Therapy. 
it's really it really it's i like it because it sounds like your previous work but it's definitely an up updated sound um i'm curious to know if these songs had been bouncing around for a while or if this was one of those deals where you wrote and cut and recorded everything in a real short amount of time um yeah it was kind of like it's kind of a mixed bag because covid and the pandemic and all that kind of encouraged us to dig into um, old demos and things that we really um, that we've really liked for a long time and have always wanted to release but just haven't because um, we were waiting for the right time and since uh, because of like quarantine and stuff it was really hard to um, do uh, to get together to do songwriting and, and recording and stuff like that and we like to write a lot with um, with like friends of ours too and there's lots of producers that we prefer to work with but we couldn't always get together so we had to do a lot of like zoom sessions which are always kind of tough um but that kind of ended up like that whole thing kind of ended up creating this um this like mixed bag of an album that kind of has like some classic weathers sounds that fans are familiar with with, with um with some updated like newer sounding stuff too that fans are not as familiar with so it is kind of cool to see fans react to that kind of an album for sure what about the title pillows and therapy where did that come from yeah so we were trying to figure out um a title for the album and uh the first song we had written for this album was actually talking is hard um and that was supposed to be kind of like the main track of the album and the album overall has like this like mental health um kind of this mental health message of not just spreading awareness um and making people feel like they're not alone which is still part of the mission but i think um we took it a step further with this album and really talked about ways to actually get better and like therapy and like stuff like that and so um, it was actually, uh, my guitar player had the idea of taking a lyric from talking is hard and making that the album title, which is pillows and therapy, which is a lyric of the song. Um, cause we felt like we just, you know, we wanted the title to be something that kind of encapsulated the, uh, the overall message of the album in general. You mentioned talking is hard. I, I that's my favorite song off the new album. It's such a good it sounds like a hit song to me. Like I, I'm oh, not the one you. who decides what, what, what songs become hits. Um, <laughs> when you're, when you're laying down these tracks, especially because you came straight out of the gates with happy pills being this big hit. Do you feel when you're writing an album, do you write it for singles? Like, okay, we need this song will sound good on a soundtrack or this song will sound good on radio or do the, do the songs kind of come out just as they are? I guess it's a little bit of both. I mean, they, they do kind of come out just as they are, but there is also a feeling of like, you know, we would like our songs to be on radio and to fit like, a, or fit a certain soundtrack. Like for example, um, our song Hello uh, originally started as a sync song. We wrote it not even for us. We just wrote it to possibly like get synced in, in like a TV show or something. Um, and it had a completely different set of lyrics um, and it was the verses, for example, were totally different. Um, but then we kind of changed our minds a little bit later and we were like, oh, we actually, uh, we actually really like how this song kind of like feels and sounds sonically. And then we kind of like, so we kind of like took a stab at making it actually one of our own songs. 
Um, so with that, we went in and changed all the verses and changed the lyrics and, and made it more on brand for us. And the only thing that actually is original is is the hello part, the chorus, which is kind of funny. So cool. Yeah. I want to cool. talk a little bit about like California, um, your guys' origin. You guys rep Cali. Um, Jordan and I are New Yorkers and we always make fun of, you know, the West Coast. But I'm actually down here right now. and It's not so bad. It's actually pretty cool. The, the thing is, like, California, like, you guys don't talk about New York. No one no one here makes fun of New York, Jordan. This is a, this is the funniest part. Um, but anyways. Yeah. People There's are no need to make fun when you're on top, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, all right. What about growing up in California? Because it's definitely, I hear it in your music. How has it molded you guys as people? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge like music scene, obviously, in, in California, like everywhere you go, pretty much. Um, but what's funny is, is like, we spent a lot of time, at least I know I did, uh, at the beach when I was younger. Um, but, like, as I was growing up, I would spend almost every day during the summer, like, at the beach. Um, but, but, like, I don't really consider myself an actual, like, beach person, if that makes sense. Like, I love the beach. But anyways, um, I think a lot of it was just kind of like this this like kind of laid back culture and like this kind of like loose and fun type feel and that kind of started to weave its way into our music i think when we started writing the kids in the night record because um with happy pills we wanted to be um like very different and like very dark and kind of edgy but we felt like the reason why we kind of changed a lot after that is because we just felt like it wasn't really us and I think that, you know, living in California did have an effect on where we ended up going after Happy Pills, which was just having a lot more fun and like um, letting loose a little bit. And because I think that's just kind of who we are as people. And that's kind of how we've always grown up and lived our lives. And we just wanted that to um, represent our music as well. So you guys surf? Um, I have surfed literally once in my life uh, um, but i like to boogie board and body surf all the time i'd like to just swim in the ocean but um yeah i know my drummer he like paddle boards a little bit i think he's surfed a couple times but i think that's about it <laughs> i've always wanted to windsurf that always looked fun to me it looks terrifying <laughs> it does have fun i <laughs> <laughs> uh, Go, going off of the California thing, uh, Cameron, the generation of rock bands before you, uh, bands like Group Love, Young the Giant, Fits in the Tantrums, Cold War Kids, all these L.A. bands, these California bands, all of them are L.A. California bands, they all kind of have this bounciness to them, this energy, this um, excitement, kind of all these bands could be played at parties. And you kind of have that in common with them. Uh, you don't sound exactly like them, but you... Um, you know, weather songs are are punchy and they you've got kind of a really energetic drum. So how much uh, did you draw from that generation of bands, the generation of LA bands right before you? Honestly, not really at all, to be honest. Um, we didn't really go into it with those inspirations. I think we wanted to separate ourselves from that because we knew that by the time we actually got our music out there and started getting any sort of traction, if we were lucky, we would be past that time, I think. Um, and so we didn't really go in with that mindset. Instead, we actually just took inspirations from stuff we grew up on and stuff we gravitated towards, like in high school and stuff that, that we kind of mm -hmm. liked. And 
um, I think we use those as inspirations. Like, for example, with the kids in my record, there's a lot of like the Cure, Police, uh, Pixies. We've started putting more influence in our new songs from like All American Rejects and um, bands like romance, like bands like that. We've kind of gravitated towards more. Going through the middle of nowhere, you know, this service sucks. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so I, I, I know you. Good, good, good. Because uh, Demi's got some really personal, invasive questions she wants to ask. And... <laughs> Sick. Well, one thing I was wondering, going off of what Jordan was talking about, the time, music, and the time we're in, the time we were in, and when you guys first started, one thing I'm curious about is there's this thing coming where, uh, you know, rock music is now being widely received on, you know, levels as high as maybe the 2000s. And I wanted to know what you guys think about that. I mean, I think it's great anytime. Um, I think the alt scene can get some recognition, I think is awesome. Because I think there's a huge audience there that is kind of like, at least for a little while, I feel like has been somewhat ignored. Uh, I think that tons of people are still listening to alt music. And it's not even so much rock. Like, like mm-hmm. I don't really consider us like a rock band. Like, I, if anyone asked us, like, what I would consider us, I wouldn't even really know what to say, to be honest. I just know that we're in the alt genre. But I just think it's nice when, when anytime there's recognition that comes our way, I think it's a good thing. I think um, there's a lot of people that want to be heard still and, and that deserve to be heard. And I think there's lots of new kinds of music. Um, uh that can be showcased i mean the alt umbrella is a really big umbrella and a lot of it can sound more rock and a lot of it can sound more pop and i think that's something that we try to do we try to do a little bit of both so yeah i think it's a i think it's really good and i and um i i do hope that there's more room in the future for newer um upcoming bands i think that like the one issue with um like quote unquote rock coming back is that you do get a lot of like legacy acts that come in which is like always great and like we love hearing new music from bands we've loved forever but it's nice to feel like there's something new to offer because there there is and there's so many new bands like us and many others um that deserve i think more recognition and and um you know i think it's always really exciting when when like favorite band that you grew up listening to releases a new song i think that's awesome and i i hope that they continue to do that but at the same time like there has to be room for for new things and uh, the only way we're going to keep progressing um in the music world and in the alt world is to keep putting new things out there and i think that there's still room to do that and so i i i totally when you were talking just now cameron like the wheel started turning that is that is a big issue on rock radio right now. I'm from Kansas City. The hometown rock alternative station there is 96.5. I was uh, visiting my family there uh, a month or two ago, and like 90% of their playlists were 20-year-old Foo Fighters songs, old Coldplay songs, um, <laughs> My Chemical Romance, Blink-182. I mean, how many? we don't need to hear What's My Age Again over and over again, like it's, you know, uh, 1999 again. Um, And occasionally, like maybe once or twice an hour, they would play a newer artist. And I, 
this has become such an issue with me. And if you look at the uh, billboard charts of the hot alternative songs, the ones that have hit number one in the last year or so, it's newer songs by the Chili Peppers and all that kind of stuff. So um, I totally agree with you. And I don't know what needs to happen, but um, there's bands out there that have, if you go on their Spotify or whatever, these songs have 5, 10, 15, 20 million plays but yet rock radio is still rehashing the same Foo Fighters songs over and over again, which I don't understand. So I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah. And I'll get off my soft soapbox now. Okay. And I, I think, I think the issue is that the record labels still are in bed with, um, you know, the big radio stations, big court radio stations, like the iHeart radio stations and uh, clear channel and those kind of things. So what gets to the DJs is stuff being pushed out by the radio stations. It's really, it's almost impossible for a rock song to organically come through streaming and to get viral and then get on the radio. I think day glow is probably the best example of someone who was able to do that in the last year or two. Um, that's that's actually super true, Jordan. I never thought about yeah. that before. The one thing I wanted to bring up with you uh, while we still have you is I'm sure you've told the story of Happy Pills over and over again. I'm not going to ask you to re- retell that story again, uh, but I'm curious to know how you feel about that track, you know, five or six years after you guys made it. Are you sick of it or do you still enjoy performing we definitely don't really enjoy performing it anymore. I mean, uh, that song kind of wore off pretty fast. And it's not even so much, it's not even one of those things where it's like, oh, uh, it's not the song that we wanted to blow up, but it did, and now we're bitter. It's not even that. It's just that the song to play is very monotonous, and it's very repetitive. So it gets kind of boring after a while. I like these little, like, we're getting little, like, droplets. It's better than Kate, I like, though. I feel like we're in a sci-fi show, and he's, like, in a distant planet. We're trying to <laughs> hear his me- his rescue, his, like, calls for distress. And we're getting little, like, <laughs> kind of little bits and pieces. Uh, he's in All another right. Sorry, dimension. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are basically, uh, you were just talking about how yeah. you're, you have an acrimonious relationship with your with Happy Pills. Yeah, sorry I keep going out there. I'm not sure what's going on. It's probably just... It's just... Uh, yeah, I don't know but. why cell phone reception isn't better than it is. I know it's better than it was 10 years ago, but it still feels like it should be better. Yeah, I agree. It's Too many cell phones. <laughs> get, it, get it together. Get it together, T-Mobile. Get it together, Verizon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say it's just one of those things where it's like, it's just, it's very monotonous to play. It's really repetitive, which makes it not very fun. But the fans make it fun. Like when they react to it, it makes it like it always feels good when there's a reaction and um that's what we feed off the most um and we there's enough songs in the set too that also have they get really big reactions if not even bigger so it makes it totally worth it for us um and uh yeah i mean i don't really know if i've even listened to happy pills like all the way through in years (laughs) but um it it just feels good to know that there's something that um, fans love so much that we created. And I think that that's um, enough to keep us happy for a while. So, yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I prefer the music off the new album more than Happy Pills. So let's go. You got, you got one convert to the new <laughs> sound. 
speaking of music and bands and all that cool stuff i wanted to know from you as the lead like what's the coolest part and the hardest part about leading a band uh the coolest part i guess is um I mean, I don't really know if it's even really so much like there's an actual fun part about it, but just the act of doing it is fun for me because um, I consider myself like a creative director in general. And like, I love directing like film and stuff too. Um, so it feels nice to kind of be, I guess, like in control in, in that way. And I know that we all feel that way too. When we're all like a part of things, it feels nice to um, kind of like feel like we're in control of our own destiny sort of. Hey Cameron, we're, we, I think we're just going to let you go here, but we, we thank you so much <laughs> so for, for, uh, it's okay. I'm glad we could do get something out of it and at least, uh, some insight on the new album and, and, and your feelings about happy pills, which is interesting. I always, I always good or bad or indifferent or whatever. I always find it interesting to learn about the way a band feels about their biggest hit. So. Sure. Thanks for being honest. Thanks for the, being candid about that. Oh, yeah. There's only one way to be. I don't like lying. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so you have uh, Lincoln is your, is your next stop, and then you're on to the West. You're on to Denver and the West Coast and all this kind of yep. stuff. So good luck on the tour. And uh, I hope that, you know, that uh, Talking is Hard and some of the other songs you blow up just like Happy Pills and best of luck on everything. Uh, thank you. I appreciate all it. Right. Thank you guys so much. This was a lot of all fun. Right. Sorry all for right. all the uh, tech issues, but we'll, hopefully we can do it again next time. Yeah, hopefully with real studio, with, with real cameras, and we're on a couch somewhere. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Cameron, talk to you later. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, bye. That was Cameron Boyer from Weathers on the road somewhere in Nebraska. Demi, you know what I was thinking about this when when we were interviewing him and he's in this van, mm -hmm. I just realized you really haven't done a tour, have you, of, of any kind? No. You've done, you're an international supermodel who has walked all sorts of fancy-ass runways in fancy-ass clothes, <laughs> but you've never piled into a van. Do you see, because your your band is a trio, you, you're on guitar, you have a bassist and then a drummer. How do you feel like that dynamic would work in a tour van situation? Tour versus Well, okay, so top secret, but being out here, I'm making a lot more music, making a ton of music. So who knows what things will be like. But I yeah. definitely will tour. I have a few more releases to go before I tour. Um, but yeah, that should be interesting. We'll see what happens. So you've been watching the It's Real with Jordan and Demi. We've been interviewing Demi Ramos. <laughs> but no, we had Weathers on and uh, we got a little bit of insight. We got a little bit of our interview in before the uh, cell phone reception caught. This is actually the third time we tried to do the interview. I guess our uh, this whole thing with Weathers. Who do we have next week? Who do we have coming up? Jordan. Yes. So let's preview that for whoever's watching this. The few people are still watching, even though we're not really doing the show anymore. But for our fans that are loyal, that watch every episode, we have a big guest next week. We have Seether on. What? Who are really, Seether's one of the biggest, whether you like them or not, they're one of the biggest rock bands of the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. So many hits. 
And uh, they're really a throwback to earlier bands in that they hate playing to uh, pre-recorded tracks. They like everything to be live, everything to be as intense as possible. So that'll be a really fun interview uh, and a really nice change of pace for us here at the show. So until next week, we will have better reception. We will have a more complete show. Thank you for staying with us. But until next week, we'll see you later. Thanks for watching.